On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we're chatting with our friend Ted Love again. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Joel, welcome back. Hi, Andy. It's good to have you back as well. Um, we, we like just did this, didn't we? We did. We're, again, not to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but... Oh. We're just we're consistent. We, we're just cut, knocking it well, away, knocking we got it away. Vacation again, and we wanted to bring you more consistent. That's right. Shows. So we're so thanks for getting uh, thanks for getting on the stick, Andy. Let's let's just be clear. It's it's really you keeping these this train on the tracks. But uh, Andy, we are back. We are super excited about tonight's uh, tonight's episode where we get to uh, we get to have someone back on the show. It's a small group of dedicated dudes and dads podcast alumni that we've had back on here but uh ted love is back on with us this evening uh because if you uh if you're dudes and dads podcast fans you will remember from uh season one season one episode 10 when ted came on the first time and uh and he was one of our first like beginning guests beginning guests and uh his episode is the all-time high performing episode on the dudes and dads podcast top uh, download number and uh the the podcast that episode has been yes wow <laughs> sound effects and everything yes it's better than the cricket sound effect yes. I, su- I suppose which which would be awkward if i <laughs> made that announcement and then it was crickets uh so yeah we uh we had ted on previously and we will we'll do the little bit of the recap but uh, ted had been on a a long time journey uh, looking for his biological father and then lo and behold as they say he found him and uh and then well and that's that's where we chatted with him yes last. we chatted and with him we, last right after he found him just met him yeah and then and, some things yeah. have happened and then some things have happened in the meantime and we're like mm, we should do round two we need to get updated on the story but we should tell you guys uh ted sometimes we do a little bit longer uh pre-show like we where we kind of catch each other up and we talk through kind of the talking points of the show we have not done that this time because ted desires to take us he he wants (laughs) us to hear it when you guys so we're going to be experiencing ted's story up (laughs) version the the second round with you with you yeah yeah oh boy so these the facial reactions are all natural and uh completely completely live and real but uh oh my goodness so ted welcome back my friend <laughs> thank you oh my goodness gracious uh i as so ted's going to so here's where we're going to start ted uh you shared with us last time the process of meeting meeting your dad and you were you were not very far out from that experience when you had recorded with us but obviously a lot has happened since then um so give us the super short just to help maybe listeners that have not heard before give us the super short version of how you came into contact with your dad and then take us on like update us on what has happened since that connection has been made okay for those that may not have heard the first podcast i will say that uh, i did three different genetic studies Uh, throughout those studies i learned different things from each one of them the first one I did was 23andMe. The second was uh, DNA, uh, Family Tree DNA. And the third was Ancestry.com. Um, 
by the time we got to Ancestry.com, my wife had figured out how to do descending genealogy. And in short, what that means is instead of going from one individual to their parents to their grandparents, you find a third, fourth, or fifth cousin, and you may have four or five different sets of great-great-grandparents you're looking at, each one representing a different cousin group. Okay, yep. And then you're looking for a common uh, ancestor between these cousin groups, which would explain basically you're using your great-great-grandparent connection to find your parent. Gotcha. And that's what we did. Okay. Yeah. Now, that sounds a lot easier than it, 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 it's done. It, it, it's countless hours of genealogy and understanding of how to use um, software like Ancestry.com and really knowing what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So you got some pings on Ancestry.com. There was like, aha, something is, something's happening here. And you found your biological father. And you met him and your kids met him and you've done, you've done stuff together. We have. And you've traveled places now. And we have. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. What, I mean, what. First of all, let me just tell you, when I was getting out of the truck to meet him for the very first time, I had this almost out-of-body experience where I can't remember where Ann was. Sure. I knew she was sitting in the passenger side of the truck, but I don't remember her really getting out. I remember like like a slow motion of getting out of the truck, and it felt like time was really slowing down. And I didn't know whether I was going to shake his hand or hug him. Right. And I think I did both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was very, you know, honestly, I'm I'm an easy guy. uh, But you know what? One of the things that I have loved over this last year is I realized that my dad's funny. Yeah. And I and I this whole nature versus versus nurture. It's it. I'm. It's like a. I'm like a walking experiment uh, when I'm when I'm with him. Yeah, uh, we walk alike. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have a sense of humor that's similar. Mm-hmm. And he's a jolly guy. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll pick on him a little bit since I love him and he knows that. <laughs> um. You know, I've asked him about his tattoos. Yeah. And he doesn't. You know, at, at that time in his life, he didn't have a really good tattoo artist. Okay. <laughs> So one of his tattoos is, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's on his forearm and it's kind of green and it has an eagle head uh, sticking out of it. But you know what? I want you to know officially, Dad, I love you and I love that tattoo uh, because it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, my dad is is great. He's he has a sense of humor. Um, I love it that I know my aunts and my uncle. Um, I have an aunt Riva. Um, uh, I have uh, an uncle Eddie and an uncle Dick and my dad and my aunt Kathy and my grandmother. God bless her. She's n- she's ninety six years old, 
Joel, you know how I love old people. Yes, and yeah. she's uh, she's so sweet. Yeah. She's like uh in some ways she's a lot like our daughter, mm-hmm. Emily. She's yeah. she's just older. Yeah. So yeah. I mean essentially you not only found your dad, but you found a whole slew of people that you didn't know about before. That's really cool. You've got to connect with them, you know, over the last year uh and and meet meet them. I found a whole branch. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um so last time we talked, I mean, you know, the search for your father, I mean, it just it had been years and years long. I mean, how how long had you kind of been intentionally looking? I started looking when I was 13. Yeah. So And I think that if I had to put a uh some sort of a psychological twist on it, I I know that young men get those hormones and it changes us. Mm-hmm. And I think I needed answers. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was probably hormone driven, but I wanted to know who I was and where I came from and the things I was told and the, and the math didn't add up. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in any way, I mean, cause our identity is so connected to our family um, in one way or another. Um, do you feel like a different person now than a year ago or like before you, you met your dad? Like, is there, is there a different Ted love because of this? Like are, are pieces, are new pieces coming in or, or was it, I know who I am and this is icing on icing on the cake sort of thing. Do you feel like there's been some flexibility in that or, or how have you experienced that? I can tell you that, uh, Somebody asked me, well, what now? Mm-hmm. You've been looking and looking and looking. Now that you found it, what now? Where's all that energy going to go? Yeah. And I'm not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just not. Um, I haven't wasted one ounce of emotional energy thinking about who my dad is. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I can say that with a big smile on my face. Right. And when people have heard the story, people are really happy. But I think really what they're happy about is he loves me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I love him. Yeah. This guy didn't know he had a child. Yeah. And he also uh, was never, he was never told. And, and so and I don't want, want to be mournful because I, I know he, he hasn't said it directly to me, but we've had conversations enough for me to know that, you know, if we think about it, it's it's sad to think that I never knew him mm-hmm. and he never knew me. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, I would be ripping on the guitar right now <laughs> <Yeah>. if, <laughs> yeah. if yeah. Uh, we would have met earlier in yes. life. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's part of the joy, too, is getting to know what a guitarist he is and how he loves music. And you would not believe the gospel the man can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a CD, and it, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I would like to think before I get too old or he gets too old to do this, I'd really like to be able to play with him sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I would love to sing a song with him, a gospel song. Um, but I'm not sure I could get through it without tears. <laughs> yeah. I, it's yeah. like I turn into an emotional mush bucket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, cause there's so much, there's so much in that, right? There's the, there's, it's beyond even the message of the song. It's, it's, uh, it's you connecting in that, in that special way. So you, 
how I mean, how often are y'all seeing each other these days? Um, despite COVID, um, he's come to our house and we've gone there and we're going to Ben's wedding this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh uh we're trying to to do as as much as we can. Uh he doesn't take a very many precautions for a seventy six year old guy and and my grandma at ninety six, she's going out and get getting it's a different county, but uh but uh we're we're taking precautions sure. in our family. Right. right, yeah. But we we try to see each other and we talk to each other weekly. Yep. Are are you are you still learning stuff? Oh yeah. 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 Um I have a story that I'll probably put in the book. Uh we're writing a book about uh this search mm-hmm. that we went on. We have about thirty thousand words written and uh, we spend anywhere from four to six hours on a Saturday on it together. Um, there's a story that he told me coming back from Nashville, and uh, it's it's a story that um, he only partially, he, he, he gave me part of the story. Mm-hmm. And on a visit uh, during the summer, he told me another piece of the story. And... I'm not sure on radio, on the podcast, I'm going to tell that. Sure, sure. but, but there, uh, are, there are things, though. There are things you're learning. But I did yeah. tell him that I would put it in the book. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to be very sensitive about how I write it yeah. with Ann. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're on this journey with your father. Big, you know, you've met all these other family members now. This is, you know, and you're like, wow, what, what? What more could what more could happen? But then something new comes along, mm-hmm. a, a new a new a revelation, new a new discovery. Tell us about it. Okay, I woke up and and said, "I want you to get some coffee, and then I want you to come and sit on the couch with me." <laughs> That's never a good way to wake up. You're just like, "What's going on?" I need you to get some coffee. Yeah. I had a flashback when my mother said. I want you to go to the couch. I have something to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and so I'm watching that black coffee drip. Mm-hmm. No more words have been said and no, ex, you know, no explaining has been done to I- explain this. You need some coffee. You have a close match on Ancestry.com. Hmm. So as that black coffee is dripping in my head, I'm thinking, you're going to be a daddy. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's okay. If that's the case, that apple fell real close to the tree. Sure. Yep. Um, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's fair finding your dad when you're when he's 76. I'm 55. I thought this is fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the couch uh with a cup of coffee and and we looked at the results. And it was a boy, but it was my brother. Yes. Yes. So my brother is 51 years old and, excuse me, 53 years old. And I met my brother. Um, I saw it. I knew what it, I knew what the results were when we looked at it. Uh, there were a few things we had to investigate, but, um, we had comparable 
data that we looked at with other half siblings mm-hmm. and uh centimorgans is a genetic term that you use when comparing uh relationships and the range is about 15,000 to i think almost 18,000 centimorgans and his was over 17,000 uh one of my half brothers don um i think he's about he's he's close to 16,000 centimorgans. So, um, and Don was the lower, uh, one of the four of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so 17,000 was fairly convincing. Yeah. Right. He's a half yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, the strange aspect of this was, it was hard. I never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, my mother tried to let go of things before she died. And it took such courage for her to try to, to let out something she had kept in her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote diaries. So I read the last five years of diaries when she died. Mm-hmm. And I came across a couple of things, but you know, it was cryptic. It, you know, sometimes something almost literal doesn't really come out of the page until you have a context to read it in. And she said at one point she had five children. We knew she had uh, a miscarriage, and there seemed to be a reference in the family about a girl. And I asked all my living aunts and uncles. And they said, yes, we, we knew she gave a girl up for adoption. Wow. And none of them told us. Wow. So uh, what really struck me as odd was when we found uh, Tammy, actually, she found us. That was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Tammy's adopted mother gave her our mother's name, and she also gave uh, her daughter uh, my mom's first husband's name which is actually on her birth certificate. Okay. That's a story by itself, but here this, this, he was a good man, and there are two crying women with a baby in the room, and this baby wants to be adopted, and the mom wants to, well, I don't know if the baby wanted to be adopted, but right. the, the mothers both wanted this to happen, mm. and yet uh, for it to be legal, there had to be a father that signed off, and back then, uh, he knew he wasn't the father, but he said no, and then he reconsidered and said yes, and he signed the adoption. Hmm. And um, Tammy doesn't know who her biological father is, but um, she does know the story of who signed it. Interesting. And he knew. Yeah. So he knew, and all my aunts and uncles knew, and my brothers and I did not know. But we thought, uh, after we found Tammy, we thought that was it. Yep. And we thought the miscarriage was the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jay, I love you, man. Uh, uh, welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay's a great guy. His name's Jay Cook, and uh, uh, he's my brother. So, was Jay looking too? Was, like, Jay took the Ancestry.com in January, and because of COVID, the results came back later than they normally would have. Gotcha. And uh, Jay found out, uh, I believe, on a Friday night, 
And Saturday morning, we exchanged. Uh, Saturday morning, Ann and I looked at the results. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Jay and I were on the phone. And by that, uh, by the end of that conversation, we made arrangements to meet on Sunday. Wow. Wow. So within 48 hours of his opening that, he knew. He knew. Wow. That's got to be a lot for him to take into. Have you guys discussed that at all as far as him? Did he he had, had no idea that he had a half-brother either. And I'm assuming, right? He didn't know anything about you. Or oh, yes. this is going to get good. <laughs> yes. Sure. We love it. <laughs> Jay and I went to high school together. No. Whoa. No. <laughs> oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. And no. we were on the swim team together. No. Oh, man. So. Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I have no idea how to say uh, what went through Jay's mind. Uh, well, it was a lot for him to take in. Mm-hmm. On a lot of different levels, I had at least a sister to practice on. Uh, you know, this wasn't my first go yeah, around with sure. this, right? Um, but I, you know, I think we both handled it well. In some ways, it was very kind of fun and exciting. Uh, Jay's friend group on Facebook and my friend group on Facebook from high school it crosses over. Mm-hmm. And so my Facebook blew up, his blew up. Um, it's strange to think that uh, we lived on the same road. Wow. On opposite ends of Howard County. So Kokomo, uh, this is a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and w- what's amazing is somebody tell me another story about adoption where a mother has children gives one up for adoption keeps one and gives another one up for adoption mm-hmm. when my sister uh, Tammy uh, when Tammy told me that her mother was given an opportunity to adopt me I didn't really know what to think of that. Mm. In some ways, it kind of hurt me. Yeah, sure. like it. It. It was like a, a like a, a stab wound of my mom tried to give me up for adoption. Didn't she love me? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's a strange thing to think about because she raised me and she mm-hmm. loved me. Yeah. But Tammy's mom couldn't adopt me. Mm-hmm. They had adopted another child, another girl. And so they they told my mom no, but in in reality, it's such a blessing because my mom had an opportunity to raise me. I think she kind of felt stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she married Clayton Love not long after uh, she knew she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know when her relationship ended with my dad, Bobby. We don't know for sure, 100% sure, um, if she knew she was pregnant when she told him she wanted to get married because he he never found out. Mm-hmm. She never told him. She may have known before he left. She told him to leave, and she may not have. She may have found out later. But I do know that when she did 
find out that she was pregnant with me, uh, she tried to give me up to Tammy's mother. And when that didn't work out, she was married within two months. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, my birth certificate actually says Clayton T. Love. And I, my name is Clayton T. Love, uh, the second, which is so strange. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, dad. Um, I'm going to work the, I'm going to work your last name. You know, my dad's name is Bobby Clemens and I'm going to work Clemens into my name somehow. I haven't Mm -hmm. figured out how or, or when I'm going to do it, but, uh, uh, you will have representation, Dad. Yes, yeah, an, yeah, an heir. An yeah. Heir. Um, you know what's interesting is I had a wonderful stepdad, and I named my son after my stepdad that mm-hmm. raised me. Yep. And so in some ways, my story honors my stepdad that was a dad. And, but I feel like my dad needs – he yeah, needs that sure. as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If I, had, if I had another son, I would name him Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a grandson. There, yeah. Yeah. No, no pressure, kids. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So your mom, your mom's relationship with, I'm trying to keep track here. Mom's relationship ends with your stepfather. And then this is how your, how does your, how does your brother come into the picture here? What, what, what happens? Well, here's the deal. My mother was married to a man named Ron Harper, wonderful man, and a dad to me. Mm-hmm. I called him dad until I was five. Ron was a super nice guy. I stopped calling Ron dad when I was seven. That's when my mom married my stepdad, Cal. Cal was an absolute gem. Mm-hmm. He was so good to my mom. Mm-hmm. Now, Cal raising me on, you know, those, you know, emotional times in life when uh, you round third base and you knock the catcher over and he's as proud as, you know, any dad could be of a son. You know, that's a a story Mm -hmm. that Cal and I would oftentimes go back to and and remember. He knew I was going to knock this catcher out uh, the second I rounded third base. And, you know, it was in a different era when you could do those yes, kind yeah, of things when baseball actually was baseball anyway so i did this pete rose right into this guy and yeah. he knocked the it knocked the ball out of the mitt and i scored and right my cow was very proud mm-hmm. so you know the relationships were those relationships are sacred to me mm-hmm. because my mom's first husband was a good dad to me my mom's last husband was good to me and he raised me mm-hmm. and now i found my real dad and he's good to me mm-hmm. now the man on my birth certificate by family history was not good to my mom and was not good to my brothers but i my mom was also married to a man before that that was not good to her and was not good to my brothers now where does jay come into this I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I know that my mom had two children with the same man. She had a child with an unknown man, which is Tammy's father. And she had me. And for 40 years, an unknown father. Mm-hmm. And then she had Jay. And 
we don't know who Jay's father is. Okay. Now, I will say this. Um, I do know that my mom arranged the first adoption. The second adoption with Jay, that was done officially the way it should be done through a social worker. Okay. So um, I think Jay wants to know his, his father, who, yep. that, who that person is, and he's taken some steps uh, to do that. It's going to take some time. Uh, but uh, hopefully it won't take 40 years like it took me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you, I, I mean, do you foresee yourself kind of walking next to Jay through this 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 season for him? I mean, because it's an interesting connection, the two. I mean, you're half brothers, but you have different fathers, but I'm sure you have the sense of like, I know what you're going, you know, I know what you're going through, dude. Um, yeah. Well, you know, if, if I could give gift, a gift to Jay, it would be that, um, you know, I remember with my stepdad, when I told him I was looking for my biological father, you know, he was quiet. And as a man that, does what he does not have to do. Mm -hmm. When you are a man that marries a woman that already has children and you step up to the plate and you are the dad, when you act like a man and you present yourself in a loving way and you care for that child until they're an adult... What a gift. Right. So I never wanted to hurt my stepdad's feelings, but he knew I needed to look. He knew, he, he knew I needed to search. And when I was seven, he offered to adopt me. And as a seven-year-old, I told him no, because I wanted the last name love. I mean, who doesn't love that? Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Sorry, dad, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> Clemens is good too, <laughs> but somehow love, I think, um, I connected love even as a seven-year-old as a good thing mm -hmm. yeah. and everybody else had a different name than me. So why wasn't my name as good as anybody else's name? Yeah. So it's hard to believe I was opinionated as a seven-year-old. <laughs> right. And that's, I mean, that, that's a lot to take it, taken in process as a seven-year-old that, that mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, so yeah. let, me, let me just say, if I could give a gift to Jay, mm -hmm. it would be that he could walk down that road and somehow not have to experience anything negative. He loves his dad. I know his dad loves him. Um, I would just say that uh, um, that's that's just something special and that's between jay and his dad yeah yeah so do you feel like you're getting good at this uh now like the <laughs> you know like uh, what what does one do uh in that initial uh in that initial conversation of like when you have found each other i mean did it feel more did it did your first conversation with jay do you think it felt more natural to you than it did to him 
I know it was a it it was easy for me. I'm not sure I could speak for for Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something was strangely odd about our conversations with each other because we had the same friends. <laughs> yeah, right, that, that is a that weird. is an extra. Yeah. That's an extra layer of weird. And and so we knew each other not well. Mm-hmm. We didn't run in the same circles all the time because I was older than he was. Right. How I, how how far apart are you guys? Uh, three years. Okay. Yeah. What's really strange is I was a fairly decent football player, and Jay would have been at the football games on Friday night with our mother and his adopted parents his parents that adopted him, you know, so his parents would have been there. My mom and stepdad would have been there and I would have been on the field. And your mom would have no, she had no idea. She had no idea. So, so she, yeah, she didn't know who would have so my, my mother probably back then the way this was done, uh, the nurse probably took, the child immediately um, uh, for, for like baby care. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Jay was born. Um, I had the date in my mind. I don't have the date uh, right now. It was eight days. I believe it was eight days. So, Jay was born, and eight days eight days later, he he had his new family. Mm-hmm. Now I said we lived on the same street. We really did. We lived on the we grew up in the on the same road on opposite sides of the county in rural um, Kokomo. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you know, I just I you just you just wonder about. I mean, so really, you were you your uh, your childhoods they overlap and like the childhood experience was was similar for the for the both of you it was um uh, we we grew up in in an area where it was rural uh we went to the same style elementaries on mm-hmm. opposite sides of the county mm-hmm. but both of those elementaries fed into the same middle school and the same high school uh, where Jay and I met. Uh, we met in high school before we knew any of this, of course. It's so strange to, you know, uh, we can talk about the same swim coach or we can talk yeah. about, uh, you know, Northwestern Tigers. Um, well, I know for me, it's like when we get, when I get together with my, my sister and my brother-in-law, we kind of all went to the same high school and stuff. So we always have these same stories that we tell at Christmas. But for you, this is like, Somebody that you didn't know until now, but you can st- <laughs> do. You can do the same thing. You can still have those same type of stories. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. Um, I will just say this. I I, I don't want to get into too m- many details, but um, Jay's relatives are very into sports, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, they just they support sports and uh, one of their one of the females in that family um, 
had a good shot at Miss Basketball in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So it's a very well-known family. Okay. I'll put a little plug out for the Merrills. Uh, yeah. Uh, go Merrills. <laughs> but um, Ted and Terry Merrill are well-known. They One of them, gradu- uh, Ted graduated uh, after my brother Mike uh, from Northwestern and Terry Merrill graduated after my brother Don. Uh, so the Merrill brothers are, are uncles to Jay. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, it's, Jay has a brother, uh, John, and, uh, it's interesting that John, um, gave me a Facebook, uh, shout out like a month before I met Jay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So this, uh, this pro so all this that you've gone through now and, and, and meeting these family members. And now, I mean, I'm assuming that there's there, you know, before with the writing of the book, there was this story with your father. Mm-hmm. And now I'm assuming there's going to be a, a chapter or two with you. Did you, are you adding chapters now that, now that, now that Jay has uh, come to light or. I will absolutely yeah. uh, add that chapter. Yeah. Um, it describes You know, I would say that the only way for me to summarize this is finding Jay is is the end of a story about how I understand how my mother was developed. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes someone get married five times? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of hurt and pain did she experience before she met her first relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that now. Mm. She was broken. Yeah. And and she was not a good mother when we were young. Mm-hmm. But she developed and she changed and she met a good man. And it brought... Um, a stability to her that allowed her to even redevelop her relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people, Christian people, especially they get twisted up about how broken people are and what people look like and how families don't look traditional. And, I would tell people that my mom's best marriage was her last marriage. And she was not able to have a relationship with God when she was younger. Um, her, one of her first memories was going to church with her sister, and they thought they had to dress up and wear makeup. And, of course, good old ch- church people uh, told these two little girls that they were whores. Yeah. Yeah. And... That's all my mom could remember about church until she was in her 50s. And it was through godly people at Howard Miami Mennonite Church in Kokomo Mm -hmm. that took me in and they just loved me like nothing you've ever seen. Um, uh, They, I had all kinds of father figures in that church. Um, But when my parents, when my stepdad and my mom saw how Howard Miami loved on me it made them want to go to church there yeah and 
And so my my stepdad and my mom developed that relationship, and I witnessed my mom's transformation in Christ. So yeah, you guys want to make me weep? You know, uh, you know, talking about my mom's yeah. transformation. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and I think to your point, people do change, and p- particularly people change when when they are shown when they are shown love. Yeah. Love really does cover over a multitude of sins. I mean, you know, we can experience that in real in real time. You've you've seen that. I have watched it. You have watched it happen. And, you know, and part of me thinks, Ted, I mean, even the work you do as an educator, I, I have to believe is deeply influenced by that reality that you have that you have seen like there you're not in the you're not in the business of giving up on people and that's that's what that's what i appreciate well that's what i appreciate about your whole family is like the gosh the you know god's always looking to write a new story or a next or a next chapter and and i think that's the thing that even in this journey that i've seen you know i i've just seen that kind of play out and i just i just love i mean what a story it's just not it's not something that we get to experience every no, day or no. or here but it is uh i don't know it's just i you know and I, I just think for our listeners you know i i know maybe maybe some of you don't there are things you don't know about your family or you've discovered recently you know and 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 yet uh you know god's not done with any any of us uh not by a long shot and that's i think I think your story and your journey really, really highlights that. But uh, so you're writing this book with your wife. Um, what what's that experience like been like for the for the two of you? Because you're, I you know your wife is an author. Your wife is an author. This is this is what she this is does. Not her first book. Yes, yeah, it's not. And and did did you guys ever see apart from this experience did you would you have ever thought about writing a book together no i think writing a book is like canoeing (laughs) yeah now this i get (laughs) and either goes really well or really bad right (laughs) there's certain roles that i play um in writing this book Mm -hmm. and and there and Anne has a different role Mm -hmm. um and patiently listens to stories. Um, I tell a story about an aspect uh, of the journey. Uh, we've placed all of what we would call chapters on cue cards. Mm-hmm. And these index cards have um, dates, times, places, and they're s- sequenced in order. And Sometimes when we go to Marion to see my dad or we go to Kokomo to see my brother, um, or we just take a trip. Somehow being in the car releases my brain in a way where I, I can free flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she has the computer mm-hmm. and she's taking notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that uh, <laughs> we lost a really good chapter on the way to Kokomo one time. Oh, boy. <laughs> But uh, we've recovered from that. Um, it, it, there's a rhythm to writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get in the mood, and when you get in the mood, you better do it. Yeah, right. And don't worry about the clock. Yeah. You, just, you just do it. You just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done that together. And 
I think we have a pretty good rhythm now where we we will stop and we will reference things together or I'll tell a story and she might correct something that she remembers or we just kind of experience it together. Well, um, what I think is cool is, I mean, she's been part of your journey, you know, for a good chunk of your life. I mean, obviously not when you were seven and started this journey, but she's been a part of this and helped you, you know, step forward and finding your father. And, and so it's really cool that she gets to continue this journey and, and write it down. So others can read it too. So I think that's really cool. that You guys are doing this together. Yeah. I, I don't want to be egotistical about it, but I do think this is a good story. Mm-hmm. So if we can write it in a way that, where it can be presented, I want it to be. I want it to be uh, something people can find hope in. Yeah, and I would love to public speak with this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I, if I throw a shout out there, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for Henry Louis Gates mm-hmm. and C.C. Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, C.C. Moore was the chief genealogist for Henry Louis Gates uh, on his show Finding Your Roots. And I've corresponded with both of those people. And if this book gets written well, and we have people look at it, and we do the editing and changing of things to make it what it should be, I would love to present it to one of them or both of them uh, to maybe add something to it. Yeah. 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 And we'll have to have you back on the show once you release that'll the be, book. That'll, that'll be, be the third. Yeah. That'll be the third time right yeah. there. Yeah, and you know, I uh and Ted, you've been you've gosh, it's a it's a weird it's a weird weird. It's an interesting and unexpected club that you are a part of. Um after our first after our first episode or after the the in first season that Ted recorded with us, uh 2 weeks later, I get I'm on the phone with Ted and I go, "So Ted, strangely enough, uh I have uh, an uncle and cousins that I did not know about that we that we just that we just discovered and very similar trajectory. Uh, some cousins were you know cousins were found. Uh, my grandfather uh, was one of nine kids, and so there were a lot. I mean, there were a lot of cousins, and they kind of tracked back and a lot of questions, and they figured out. And so I've got uh, I have an uncle and and cousins that are. Uh, up in Grand Rapids, where I'm originally from, that we've we've found recently, and and thanks to COVID, have not been able to uh, to connect like we would like to. But I, that's in the that's in the future. But it it was this moment of for for me, my grandfather had this relationship before he married my grandmother, just a, a few years before, and my grandfather never knew that he had. I mean, my grandfather was unaware that this had this had occurred and back in the you know back in the day uh which let me see this is this is like about 10 years older than you so this is like this is happening in the early early to mid 50s you know young lady gets pregnant she's sent off to catholic charities and you know it disappears for a while kind of thing and that was that was the reality and so uh just for our family like you think you know your family you think you know what what life you know how you got <laughs> yeah. to where you are in life and then one day it's like you're told oh by the way there's a whole other chapter to this there's a whole mm-hmm. other there's a whole these these lives that you are 
strangely connected to. And so I, I, I'm watching, uh, I'm connected, uh, through, you know, through Facebook to my, to my uncle that I, you know, that we've met, but then his, his kids, my cousins. And I'm like, it's a weird, I don't, it's not like voyeuristic, but it's like one of these things of like, I'm, I'm really just interested in these people's lives and like what's going on with them and what they're, you know, and they live, you know, they live in communities where I grew up in, or, you know, like my cousin and, and her family live in the Caledonia, Michigan area. Well, my dad had an automotive shop there for years that we would go. So it's kind of like those, those Mm -hmm. kind of things, those, those cross points. And you're just like, you just don't know. You don't know the reality you're living in. You really, you think you know, but you you don't know. And it's so, a, it is a strange thing, yeah. to find out life changing information. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, and at any moment, all of us are, all of us could get life changing information. It might not right. be that you, hey, by the way, you've got a a brother or a father or a or an uncle or whatever. It may that may not be the case, but uh, yeah, our, our lives are just so. Like you at, think you, you know what's going on you and then thinking, you, yeah. you think, you know, you I know. would like to say that, you know, faith and science, um, science, I, I love science. I'm a science teacher at heart. Uh, science doesn't lie when it comes to genetics mm-hmm. and it, when science is wrong, good science admits that it's wrong and wants to see data. Yep. yep. And, What's interesting about genetics is there's a truth in it. And if you look at 23andMe, they even go as far as saying mom and pop. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't say Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. but they might as well have. Yeah. Um, it's just an interesting twist to see genetics that way. But the people that raise us and take care of us and love us, those people are our parents Mm -hmm. um you know we call them mom and we call them dad and those people like my dad that never had a chance to be a dad he's my dad now right and he was never given that opportunity yeah to be dad yeah um the biggest gift i have experienced out of this uh is just nothing but grace Mm mm-hmm uh, my dad loves me. I love him. Um, and all I can say is I hope that they, we have many years together yet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is there ever a sense for like, I mean, you can't really make up for lost time. Is, do you ever feel that tension of like, how, how can we overcome the, the expanse of time that we weren't that we weren't connected or is it like if you just it's like one day at a time for you it's like it's one day at a time yeah yeah i there the i really mourn not being able to play guitar like he does mm-hmm. uh it, playing the guitar didn't come easy to him when he was young um and so why should it come easy for me <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> yep that's genetics yeah. right there yeah but I will say that um, it is one day at a time. I enjoyed going to Nashville with him, um, getting to know that my dad uh, had friends in Nashville that are known people. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Dick. Char- Charlie Dick is Patsy Klein's husband. Or, um, George Riddle. 
was a songwriter that that played guitar and sang with George Jones. People know those names. Um, my dad, if he would have stayed in Nashville, uh, he he would have been somebody that somebody recognized mm-hmm. who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just fun. Yeah, it's oh, fun yeah. to know some of his journey, but uh, knowing that he's my dad. Uh, that's the most important thing that I've ever learned. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Great. I, yeah. There, I, there, 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 there it, it right is. There, there it is. Yeah. Ted, I got to say, man, thanks again for coming on and sharing. I, I just, your ability uh, to share such a personal story. Like I'm really, really grateful for it. And I hope it's an encouragement to, yeah, just to other people, uh, whatever, Heck, I mean, whether it's genealogy related stuff or not, but to 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 be to be an explorer, to to live a life of exploration and continuing to want to know and and all of that, I think is uh, I think it's just that that's a it's a really good example to many of us. And we're and I should just say we are super excited whenever this book comes out, whenever this happens. Uh, please stop by our show. Again. Please stop yes. by the show again. We'll do a we'll do an official book, book release, release party. Yes. Oh, we could we could really ooh that'd be a thing. And uh, but man, just blessings to you guys as you walk these uh, these next steps. Very very exciting. Thank you. And <clears throat> glad Thank you. Glad you can just come and and come and share with us. So well, Andy, it's that time again. Oh, it is it that is. time again. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. All right. So we did this with you once other time. So I'm hopefully going to ask you different questions because I have a tendency to ask the same questions again. You're so. going to go go to the deep well. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go to the deep well. <laughs> you can go first because I got to think of mine. I, I am, you, you go first. I am going to start first. Uh, well, first of all, Ted, do you uh, do you enjoy any of our uh, area Mexican food around here? I do. Okay. What's what's your go-to Mexican dish these days? Oh, boy. Uh, my go-to Mexican dish would be a chicken that's glazed with this really unhealthy cheese. <laughs> uh, it's served with refried beans and um, well, your typical, you know, your lettuce and right. that kind of thing. But yep. I always put a lot of cilantro on yeah. it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So you've had a, a super busy week. It's Friday. You come home. What's your favorite thing to do to relax? Oh, I am enjoying my kayak right now. Oh, nice. yes. Uh, if, I can't do it on Friday night when I come home, but I can get it ready for, for Saturday, Saturday morning. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, the, it's the preparation that, uh, that helps calm you down Friday, and then Saturday you got the kayak. He's back on the Great. water. Fishing, on, fishing in the kayak. Nice. Nice. Uh Okay, well, I, the fishing thing got me interested. Uh, what? Uh, what's your best catch here recently? My best catch recently, well, two two things. Uh, last Saturday, um, I caught some bluegills, mm-hmm. um, and prior to that, uh, I floated down the Pigeon River with John Kaufman and. John uh, and I caught some. I caught some smallmouth mm-hmm. and nice. uh, some rock bass. Nice, yeah, very, very nice. Oh man, I, I can't think of anything right now. Um, 
Joel, if you've got another one, go for Let's it. Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna ask you. Um, well, what? Oh, okay. In this, so this will be this will tie back into it. what's been the most uh, the like your most favorite chapter of this book that you've been writing. Like, what uh, did, has did it come early, or have you, or is it like a, a later development? Uh, you can give us just a little teaser. Like, if you were to say, like in one sentence, what the favorite chapter has been about so far. What would it be? Honestly, I haven't written it yet. Okay. okay. So you so you know what it is, but I it's, know what it is, but it's in the tank. I, I'll give you a little uh, teaser about it. Uh, when I start writing about meeting my dad, mm-hmm. that's where we're at in the story right now. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that's I think that's going to be the highlight of the book for me. Good. Uh, but writing. What we've written so far, I think the thing that will intrigue people the most is why and how did this happen to my mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how did my mother go from being broken and shattered? The reason I'm here is because my mom did, she made an effort mm-hmm. and she reached out basically to God. Yeah. And you know, what an inspiration to be able to, I mean, she couldn't go, she, she got to the finish line to me. When I get to that part of the book, that's, that's probably going to be the best. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, the finish line is, is that my mom, I felt like, you know, in the end, my mom, when I found Jay, it felt like my mom was finally released. Mm. Mm-hmm. These were the two secrets. Tammy, I didn't mention Tammy's last name, Tammy Thompson. I met her uh, eight years ago. I love you, Tammy. She's my sister. Mm-hmm. And, and I've met Jay now. And I love you, Jay. And both of you are the completion of my mom's life. Wow. That's 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 the best by the best and deepest answer we've had on the quiz yes. so far. So let's. We'll just, I was gonna say I have no other questions to follow that up. Beautiful. That's, that's okay. It, but Ted, again, love you, brother. Thank you. For Thank being you. On I the love show. you guys too. I appreciate yeah. it so much. And uh, we'll. Uh, well, when the book comes out, we'll be sure to let everybody know. And uh, but, guys, thanks again for listening. Um, Hey, if you got any line to, a line you want to drop us, drop us a yes, line. Yes, drop us a line. Drop us a line. Feedback, Feedback. at dudesanddadspodcast.com. Feedback at dudesanddadspodcast. Yeah, we're official now. Andy's been working hard. I have. Guys, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Dudesanddadspodcast.com for the show notes and all the other good stuff. But until next time, grace and peace. Peace.